throughout the nation and around the globe. From his heart to yours, it's Dear James Live, bringing you intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Weekly Wisdom and Insights. I am your host, Dear James, and my amazing co-host, the Lady Jacqueline, is off this week. And so we begin anew. So welcome back. We had uh, last week off. I was guided to take last week off, as you know. And, you know, come to find out, it was really a pivotal week. And so um, because what it did... Um, and the message was rest. You're going to rest, and then come September, things were going to be new. And so in that, what I'm sharing with everyone is there was this message of rest, and then come September, it was going to be new. Um, and how it would be new would be made clear. And so what's interesting is what I realized in the week off, this last week off, was just, and we're going to see how this plays out coming up in October. Um, however, it was this issue of, of balance, of rebalancing, of resetting, re-nourishing. And are we nourishing our minds? Are we nourishing our bodies? Are we nourishing our higher selves, our higher octave? And I don't know about all of you, um, to be brutally honest, I was not. I was very off in a way meaning um, so focused on one aspect that the other aspects um, were failing, basically. Um, failing in the sense of not meditating, not walking, not being out in nature, not nourishing myself in a way that was allowing myself to be balanced. That was my personal journey. And so it'd be interesting to hear for all of you are you balancing? Are you nourishing yourselves in a way that feeds all of you, nourishes all of you, mind, body, soul, spirit, the entire thing? And if not, how to bring yourselves back into balance, back into harmony. And so it was a really eye-opening, really eye-opening week. The meditations were incredible, this type of thing. So as we launch into September, it's going to be a very interesting word, September, and I'll come to that. <laughs> um, as you're joining us, tell us where you're joining us from. Uh, give us a shout out in the comments. That way we know that you are there and you're joining. And then also, as you always know, throughout the broadcast, we take your questions live. So if you have comments or questions that you would like specific guidance on from the unseen, um, and or throughout the broadcast as we're talking about the different topics that they raise for us. Put that in the comments and we will address them and incorporate them throughout. So let's get started. Let's get started on this um, amazing month of September. And we're going to break this into four components. They gave me four things and they also then gave me um, four topics, if you will. They always give me you know, the energies, the current energies, right? So let's just look at the current energies here and say, okay, we're going to go with the current energies, Intuitive Insights and Human Design. Myself, dear James, and the Lady Jacqueline, she is off this week. 
Um, so to epitomize September, and let's go back for a second here. Let's just, September we consider, right, modern day, we consider September to be the ninth month of the calendar year. However, that's not what it means. That's not what it literally means from its name and from its original origin. So back in the original Roman times, there were only 10 months, not 12. We went to 12 when we went to the Julian calendar. So we had an original Roman calendar, and September, sept, septum, is seven. And remember the sevens from the last few months of the show, the sevens, and the sevens were playing. So here we are at September, seven. It is now the ninth month. And so it has to do with harvest. You know, this is traditional in our current time, um, agriculture and things of this nature. Um, the ninth month, the harvest, Virgo, the virgin, but also Virgo as it relates to the, to, the, to the mother, the divine feminine. And it has to do that, of course, nine months. So nine months in the gestation of um, giving birth, human birth. And so in essence, and we talked about, we ended with deliverance. So a week ago, we ended with deliverance. And this is about, so September is this harvest month. This is the time that the crops are yielded, that everything we've put in, we're receiving back. This is both nine in that sense, it's a culmination, and yet it's seven because it's septum, it's the original. We're going back to the original, to the Roman, so it's the seventh month. The two months that got added were January and February. They weren't in the original calendar. And then when you get to September, October, November, December, those stayed the same. They did not change. The names didn't change. July and August did. So it's very interesting. And they were literally Julius, July. Um, it's one uh, emperor and Augustus. So they were named after Caesars, July and August. So it's this very interesting thing about the calendar, how we got here. The overall main theme is seven. That's what they're talking about. So, and seven, September, something new. And they keep, they kept saying this to me last, like when I completed last, or a week ago, two weeks ago now, the show, it was this awareness that we weren't doing August 31st. We were complete. And that we would come back in September and it would be new. And I've really sat, anybody that knows me and colleagues I work with and everything, you know, I've been sitting here going, okay, okay, universe, okay, show me what the new is. And as I sat down and I was listening, they gave me the four things. I'm going to give them to you now. Harvest, heal, to heal, H-E-A-L, heal, new reality, and God's word. So these are the four topics contained in this new. And September, yes, it's the ninth month of the Julian calendar, this solar calendar. And so there's this combination, there's this mix. 
because when you see it, it, you know, and it didn't change, right? It's, it's still the seventh month. And think about that. They changed the calendar to this Julian calendar. They rename July and August. They add two more months, January and February. And yet all the powers that be of that ancient time didn't think twice about the fact that what was a seven is now a nine. What was an eight, October, oct, is now a 10. What was a nine, 11, November, becomes an 11. And what was then a 10 becomes a 12. They didn't change it. And the reason they didn't change it, this comes intuitively, is because we can still see how the seven and the nine are, are uh, congruent. They're, they're, they're not incongruent with one another. And so I know this may be a little confusing, but the point being is that the sevens, and we're going to talk to the importance of the sevens again, in this September, in this nine month, seven month, nine month, <laughs> and how it represents harvest. And the first thing they said to me was the harvest of souls, dot, 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 a profound turning point. Welcome, Brigitte. Welcome, Kelly Marie. Wonderful to have you all joining us. So there's this the harvesting of souls, a profound turning point. And what they mean by that is we've been talking all along, right? 2022 is a six year. And here we are at this harvest time, this culminating point, everything we've put in. And it's not just everything we put in in this year. It's everything we are, everything we've been in lifetimes is this culminating point. Because remember, we're changing the era. We're changing the time from Piscean to the age of Aquarius, Aquarian, from patriarchal to matriarchal. The next 2,000, give or take four or 500 years, is going to be Aquarian matriarchal rule, this return to a golden age, a golden era. And as I'm talking about that, you know, again, in our known history, going all the way back to Egypt, we have the Sphinxes. So the era of the Sphinxes would have sat in the, in the era of Leo. Then we come forward, and it goes to Cancer, then Taurus, and this is where we get the Apis bull. We have all of the veneration of the bull, the veneration of the cow in India. We come forward into Aries, and Master Jesus was right on the cusp of Aries and Pisces. And this is why we have, you know, the Lamb of God, the Ram, the Lamb, and also the Fisher of men, women, humankind. So we have this movement, and now we're moving from this era, and it's the deliverance of that. It's the culmination of that. So this is why it's the harvest. This is why all of this, all of the, the eons of time are culminating because 
what did it say? It said, you know, the, 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 the Bible, I use it as a reference in terms of from a spiritual unseen awareness. But it says there's an end of an era, an end of a way, an end of a time. And eventually it changes. And here we are, September, deliverance last month, nine, the nine month, the sevens, the nine where it's the harvest of all of this. And so they're talking about the harvesting of souls, a profound turning point. And then when you look at the sevens, seven represents completion or divine fulfillment. It is the fullness or completeness or perfection. And it's literally, and we're gonna to come to this in a later, it, it's also the number seven is the foundation of God's word meaning creation in genesis it talks about the creation six days everything's created in six days and on the seventh day in essence god rests so you can see that the foundation of the word the foundation of creation the foundation is seven here's seven in the original calendar and nine as a completion Nine represents completion. Nine represents the fullness, the gestation again of, of giving birth. This fullness, this completeness, this perfection of something. And so, and I kept saying to them, what's, okay, so it's going to be different. It's going to be new. What's the new? And they're going to, and we're going to come into that. And, and this awareness of, like everything we've ever done, what I'm talking about now is simply a, a precursor, a reference, a, a, and a, an opportunity of, aware, of awareness. Because in essence, we're moving beyond everything we know. So we're, it's like, they've always said to me, they give me this really beautiful statement of, we know what we know until we know. And what that means is we all have a point of reference. We have a reality. Remember, a new reality. So there's a reality. We have a reality. We know what we know until we know, meaning until something is brought into our awareness or our lives, our experience, that, open us, that opens us in a way that we hadn't experienced before. So it broadens us, it, it creates a newness, it, it expands us, which means we know what we know until we know. We know now something new. That's what's happening. And so September is the, um, is the bridge. September is the bridge moment or the bridge month, <laughs> the bridge moment where the harvesting of souls, a profound turning point occurs. And when you, when you think about that, what they're saying to us is six, right? 2022 is a six year. 2023 is a seven year. So from six to seven, from deliverance, harvest to harvest, to completion, to fullness, and that that begins, and so the harvesting of the souls, where are we? Which, which experience are we having? Are we in conflict? 
six, or are we in destiny seven, moving forward? And this harvesting of the souls, this harvesting of what we've planted, of the crops, it's really quite amazing in that sense. So it's it's this culmination point. It's this, you know, they, they spoke about back in the Great American Eclipse of 2000. It was August of 2017. And in the lead up to it, they were talking about, they said to me, you're being, we're, you're being seen, you're being counted. We're drawing a line in the sand. So in essence, we're, we're drawing a line in the sand, you're being seen, you're being counted. And then all of a sudden I looked up and I knew that it was in reference to the Great American Eclipse. And what I came to realize, what I came to know, was that literally that eclipse went from the Pacific Northwest and it drew a line across the continent of the U.S., the North America, to the southeast. Um, I believe it went through South Carolina on, a, on the southeast. It drew a line in the sand, in the earth. And you're being seen, you're being counted. Well, here's the harvest. You're being seen, you're being counted, you're being harvested. And the culmination of that is, and it, what's, where are you? Where are we in our path, in our journey? Are we embracing, arms wide open, the new? Are we migrating? Are we moving to the new? Or are we clinging to the past? This has been the story. Well, this is the culmination point of that. This is the divine fulfillment, the completion, the fullness of it. Because in, in the second piece, and let me know how this is resonating with you. Are, you. are you all following? Do you understand what they're saying? And if not, I'll make it more clear. Um, because with this comes, so the second thing with the harvest was that which awakens serves. Higher calling, higher purpose. And so what they're saying here is that which awakens serves. So where we're going, an octave higher, that which awakens serves, meaning it's not about us. It's about our divine experience. We are the custodians of our lives, our human experience, our vessels, and the greatest fulfillment of that is service when we're in service to the soul when we're in service to the experience our ego minds our identities our personalities and everything are not at the forefront anymore they are in service to the soul to the divine and we can literally do that in our in our lives and and what it's saying is when we the way we've done this, the way we work, the way we've gone about our lives is mentally. It's, it's in a personality-driven, identity, ego-driven um, choice, life. And thereby we do things based on need or fear or drive, desire. And nine times out of ten, if not ten times out of ten, when you ask somebody, are you doing what you love? Are you doing what you absolutely love, what your just soul calls you to do? The answer you get is no. And then there's a plethora of reasons why. 
I can't make a living that way. I can't afford the life that I want that way. Da 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 da. So in essence, we're in enslavement to our ego, to our mind. We're disconnected. We are, and sometimes, yes, there are people, sometimes that is all aligned. But oftentimes it's not. Oftentimes, the service to the soul, the service to the divine in us, the service to that experience is, I'll do it when I retire. I'll do it if I think I can. I'll do it or I won't do it at all. I can't. It doesn't happen. It won't happen. So here they're talking about the harvesting of souls. Which way are you going? Because remember, when you harvest a field, if anyone's ever lived in the Midwest or has any agriculture experience, I used to live in Kansas, you know, the Wizard of Oz, Toto, Kansas, Dorothy. Well, there's a harvest period, and it's now. Literally this month into, it's now stretched into October, depending on the crop. You harvest. It is the main harvest. It talks about how back in that day, of course, ancient times, it was done by hand. It wasn't done by machines like it is now. And the harvest, the, the cream of the crop, so to speak, is, is harvested. And yet there were remnants that fell. There was a, a term used for this. And that was for, that was left for others. And sometimes it was given freely, sometimes it wasn't. But there was that, that there was then the chafe, the, the, the stuff that was pulled away from, from the gold, if you will, from the cream of the crop. So harvesting of souls. That which awakens serves. So in our awakened state, it's all about service. It's authentic, it's natural, it flows, it's effortless, it's joy, it's easy, and it will lead. So that which awakens serves. And it serves, it serves our soul, it serves the divine, it serves humanity, it serves the cosmos, it serves Mother Earth, because we're in service. We're in service to the soul, we're in service to one another. And when we lead, when we live that way, when we operate that way, there's no way that it would be in conflict or competition or harm of another. Because soul to soul, it's divine and it's neutral. It's never in conflict. There's never not enough. There's never a state of harm. Never. Ego mind steps in, personality steps in. That's where we that's where we fall. We fall, right? We have a we we fall. We're separated from the divine. So we have this, and they're talking about higher calling, higher purpose. Because the opposite. So when we're in service to ourselves, to our soul, when we're the custodian of all of this, our personal, our personal lives, our families our coworkers, our, our partners. We're the custodian of this. Well, then there's never harm because you're the custodian. You're the, the care provider of something. You're in a higher octave. You're in a higher state of being, of calling. And so, because the opposite of this is literally 
And this is where the, the, the remnants of what's left over after the harvest. Well, what happened? You're in death, decay, destruction. It's, it's all of the things that are stripped away. 23, remember? Decay, repairing what's spoiled, the splitting apart. That's what's left. And then the, the image they're giving me is it's like it gets churned up, right? It gets repurposed. But it isn't the cream of the crop. It's not the harvest thing that goes. It's not the bounty that goes to the table. It's not from, you know, the, the farmer's market from, you know, from farm to table. It's not that which nourishes us in that way. It dies. It spoils. It decays. It goes away and it gets repurposed. So I just want to bring up, and as they were talking about this, um, I want to bring up this quote. Well, actually, it's because they gave me a quote for this whole new energy, for the energies for the month and, and going forward. And it is, when we suspend the reality we are in or believe we are in, a new reality emerges. And so think about that. When we suspend the reality we are in or believe we are in, a new reality emerges. So think about that in our individual. I've got the Lady Jacqueline in my head with the literal, the practical. And so think about that from the standpoint of we have it, we know what we know until we know. We have a reality that we're in or we believe that we're in. And when we suspend that, a new reality emerges. We see things anew. It's, it's the hanged man in the tarot card. The hanged man is upside down, which gives us a whole different perspective on something. It gives us an entirely different reality. And thereby, a new reality emerges. We're able to see things anew. So now magnify that for the whole of the whole. Because that's what they're talking about. They're talking about when we suspend the reality we are in or believe we are in. Because again, our, our, right, our perceptions, our beliefs, our thoughts, all of this form our reality. And thereby, when we suspend all of that, a new one emerges. That's important with the awakening. That which awakens serves. It means we're going to be, the, the, the phrase they're giving me is, we're going to be hit with a new reality. We're going to be hit with this new way. And new meaning, it's not new in the sense of, it's what we've been taught, right? It's, it's the ideal. It's the perfection. It's the ideal of what this time period was meant to be. Here's what's on offer. This higher octave, this divine perfection, fulfillment, it's been on offer all this time. And we, in essence, have failed to live up to the ideal of it. Well, now the ideal of it just becomes real. Boom. Done. No more, um, you know, no more messing around. <laughs> They're like, no more pussyfooting around. No more. We're done. It's not... 
It's not we're we're on this slow churn and we're going to keep going and keep going and keep going and hope that we get it right. No. It's the original ideal becomes, literally becomes, the new reality an octave higher. It's perfected. It's, there was a, there was this moment a while ago, and, and when you, I am, I am not, I, I often state this, I didn't grow up re, with religion, I grew up with faith and spirituality. And so that's very, that's always been very strong, a, a belief in a higher power, and, and however, from a westernized standpoint, God, Mother Mary, Divine Mother, Master Jesus, angels, and so forth. This beautiful symphony um, with us, guiding us, loving us, nurturing us, the parents, as we've talked about throughout these shows. And so this is where, and, and there was a moment where, um, and when you look, you'll see it when you, when you read different portions, um, Old Testament, things of this nature, um, and I, I read what they bring to me. I, I, I haven't studied the Bible, and I know it from the standpoint of when they bring something to me, I go research, and then I read, and I receive the word, basically. And there's this moment where it talks about how the God of the Israelites, Yahweh, turned his back or turned away from them because of not keeping the law, not keeping the covenant, and yet never abandons never abandons his children, his, her children, never abandons, but turned away. And I had this moment, this meditation where I saw, in essence, God turning back, bringing, bringing his face back to us, simultaneously with this awareness of saying, ugh, it's like, I'm, and this was like, like God speaking, like, ugh. I'm just tired of myself. Like, I'm tired of this. We've done this. It's time for the new. Like, we're going up an octave. And it was for the whole of the whole. It wasn't just a particular people's or, you know, I'm the whole of the whole. And so there's a beauty in that, that the covenant, the, the parents, never, there's no abandonment, never. Was there a um, an anguish? Has there been a an anguish, a disappointment, a desire, you know, like a wanting? And see, this is where the ideal has always been there. Okay, well now, in in, a, in its imminence, is well now we're just going to make it reality. It will be the new reality. We won't, so the harvesting of the souls is this, and, and that which awakens serves, it will be that you know, that you know that the way is this new reality, which is the original ideal, the seven, the divine fulfillment, the, the divine completion, the divine perfection, the, the divine fullness is. It's always been, it's always been that. It's always been available to us. We've just not been able to reach it per se. 
this disconnection, the fall, the, the ego mind leading us, as opposed to the soul leading us. And this is where the soul, the ego mind, the soul, the heart, everything unifies. It's a trinity. It unifies. It operates as one. It is congruent with, they're not incongruent. They're not disconnected from one another. So all three are working together in unity in an awakened state of service, of harmony, of bliss, of joy. And thereby we live our greatest potential. We live, and yes, I understand, you know, again, I understand that there's a backdrop, the current world, um, all of that, I, I, you know, current events happening and so forth. And it's like they said it as I was writing everything down today, because they were giving me all, you know, I'm looking at all the numbers, the hexagrams. You know, nine is small restraint. Seven is army, legions. We're going to come back again to that. Seven. The six, 2022, the six, conflict and destiny. Nine and seven become a 16, which becomes a seven. But 16, enthusiasm. 22, grace and beauty. The, the month, day, and year become a 20. And basically, I was going through that, and they were all like, and yeah, all that's going away. All of that becomes unnecessary because in the new reality, it's perfected. It is. It, it's already all of these things. It, it's, it's been elevated. So let me bring in Brigitte. Ava, beautiful to having you join us. Um, so Brigitte is asking, what happens when we make changes and the other side of that doesn't come forward? My son has been trying so hard to get his life back and just keeps uh, getting hit with setbacks. He's confused. So what happens when we make changes and the other side of that doesn't come forward? So remember, what they're saying to us is release the past. Simply be, right, hanged man, new perspective. So directly, Brigitte, and for everybody, listen, this is a beautiful example with her son where he's confused and he, he's trying to move forward and yet he keeps getting hit, knocked back and everything. When we're looking in the rearview mirror, when we're attempting to rewrite history, when we're attempting to, we are holding on to something. It's mental. It is a mental configuration. It's of the mind, the ego, the mind, the personality. We're in the rearview mirror as opposed to simply taking our hands off the wheel and seeing ourselves, seeing our reality as a new reality, a new way. What happened, happened. If we're living in the past, conflict. If we're living in the conflict, we're living in the past. When we release the conflict, when we release the mental, the mentalness, the mental anguish of something, 
And even the desire to be somewhere else is rooted in the past. Simply be in the present moment means we're affording ourselves a new reality, a new perspective. We are not bound. We're not enslaved. We are not bound by that. It does not define us. It, when we allow it, it refines us, but it doesn't have to define us. It doesn't have to box us in. Keeps you know, It's the devil card and the lover's card. This came up, and thereby we can see the fall, our enslavement. Or simply the, the lovers, the, the liberation, the freedom, the, the renewal, the healing of it. Because remember, it's the harvest time. So directly, Brigitte, for your son in this moment, let go of the past. Let go of your belief of what that means. What labels and identities and masks and limitations and lack and harm all of those things are a mental construct from the past experience versus today, every moment is new. I am. I am that which awakens serves. Him choosing to let go, to awaken to see a higher octave of himself, of his experience. He is the custodian of, and this is true for everyone. We're using with Brigitte, um, with her comment and question, using this as an example. He affords himself the opportunity to, by awakening, to serve a higher octave, to serve, to be his higher self to not be limited or constrained by the past. And thereby, this is exactly what they're saying. This harvesting of souls, this that which awakens serves a higher calling, a higher purpose, gives us a new reality. It's the old one. And we see this on the world stage right now. We can see those that are holding on, wanting an old reality. They want like the 1950s back. It's, they want to live in the 1950s. It's 2022. It's 72 years later. So we're either, and that's a mental construct, because what they know, what we all know, is the new is arriving. The new is here. There's a new reality which renders all of this other moot, done. Because the ideal, the promise, there's America. America was the promise of this ideal. She is the personification of perfection. That is the ideal that America was founded on. This ideal. This great promise. So, and now, God, Spirit, Source, Symphony, the all that is, is saying that ideal becomes the new reality. It is. It's not trying to get back to it. It's not trying to, you know, you know, day after day, you know, millennium after millennium, 
No, 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 no. It is. It is the new reality. And thereby, that transcends because what the, the third piece, and I'll add this, um, right, and Brigitte is just adding, his Akashic says he's starting the fool's journey. That is the first step in the tarot. It is the zero card. The zero card meaning wholeness, oneness, completeness. Divine fullness, completeness, perfection. We are whole and complete. We have everything we need within us. We are the ideal of divine completeness, fullness, perfection, fulfillment. And now that becomes our new reality. We are no longer conscious of it and trying to attain it or trying to understand how to attain it. It just becomes instantaneous. It, it is. And so with that, the third thing they said was in this moment, that which transcends all that is, all that came before. So this moment, this energy, this moment is that which transcends all that is, all that came before. It's transcending everything we know. We know what we know until we know. It's going to transcend everything we know. Because what we've known, they're, they're, they're reminding me of the, when um, we're all attempting to get to the peak of the mountain. So what we know is the uphill climb, right? We all know the uphill climb because ultimately we're attempting to get to the peak of the mountain. We're attempting to get to the highest point, this, this ideal. So that's what we know. What we have no idea of is what's on the other side of that. What's on the other side of the apex of the mountain? What's on the other side of deliverance? That's completely, that's a whole new reality. That's all new territory. That has yet to be experienced. And yet, like the pyramid, like the, 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 uh, the all-seeing eye is at the, the cap, the capstone of the pyramid, at that apex moment, we change. There's a change. It's like a split screen. Color or black and white color, you know, the Wizard of Oz. Black and white, she lands in Oz, and it's technicolor. And so this is that piece. It's like once you move beyond the peak, the apex moment that we've all been striving to get to, and look at how some genuinely strive, genuinely do the works, the soul work. They, they look in, they look, we look at ourselves, we say, how can I be better? How can I do no harm? There's that lot, and there's the lot that wants to say, mm, no, I don't really buy into that. I buy into, I can lie, steal, cheat, manipulate, hoard, you know, I can, I can break all the rules, so to speak. There are no rules. There's two lots. There's, the point is attempting the same. They want to get to a peak place, to a higher octave of what this experience is. Source is saying, 
the ideal becomes um, real. The ideal is because it's been, it's always been the, it's always been the truth, the way. And thereby this becomes, so that, so this ideal, that which transcends all that is, all that came before, moving beyond time. And they said time-space continuum. Well, there's this point about the fact that, so again, we notice things speeding up, speeding up, speeding up. Years are flying by like, <laughs> used to be like, you know, you used to be where it would take decades and, and centuries for something to happen. Now, you know, it happens in an instant. Something can go viral in an instant. It's like this speeding up to where, again, all the things we've known, the way we've known them, even the construct of time changes. It's as if it all happens, it all is, it's all happening at once. And again, for all of those that are, are spiritually based in that way or, or investigate that, it clearly talks about the fact that time is an illusion and that in essence, everything's happening all at once. Well, that's what they're saying. They're saying that it's going to transcend our knowing of time-space continuum. We're going to move beyond what we know. And thereby, this new occurs. Um, now, I want to bring in, so let me bring this image up right now. And it's the star card by uh, this image on the on the right is the star card. It's, uh, it's by uh, Brigitte Ashwood with Luminous Tarot. It's a beautiful tarot deck, by the way. Um, and on the left is from a different tarot, um, and it's the Four of Cups. And this really, these two cards signify what we're talking about today with this energy and everything they're presenting to us and this change and how the ideal becomes the new reality. Literally, it just is. And thereby, so when you look at this, you see, again, the divine feminine. You see seven stars there they look almost turquoise these seven stars with one central sun or star above her head and then the pouring the jugs it appears as water water is a metaphor for soma wisdom uh the the holy spirit it's being poured she has one foot on the water one foot on land so as above, so below, she is pouring the waters, the soma, the wisdom, into the waters, into the earth, meaning that they're being merged, they're being rooted together. And she personifies the ideal, the perfection, the divine fulfillment, the divine completeness, the divine perfection. The star card is represented by Aquarius. And so the Aquarian age. And so you can see, and, and look at the beauty of this card. Look at the, the nativeness, the original nativeness, which is incredible. It's authentic. In all of the different versions of this, she is represented. It's, the, it's a, a female. It is the divine feminine in her 
um, uh, nakedness meaning her authenticity, the purity of her being. She's adorned. 22, grace and beauty. She's adorned. And then these seven stars with the, the, um, the eighth. And so remember, October, right? Ten. Ten is new beginnings. It's also number eight in the original calendar. Eight, infinity, eternity of things. The divine perfection of something. And then you look on the left, and here is the Four of Cups. And this epitomizes the fact that if we are still looking in the reality that we know for our advancement, for our higher octave, for our higher selves, we will be hard-pressed to find it. You can see him or her sitting, legs crossed, arms crossed, up against a tree. And remember how the tree, the cross, all of this, the tree of life, this living being. And the head is down. And it's looking at the three cups in front of it placed on the earth, placed in the physical, this physical reality. Completely ignoring, in essence, the hand of God, the hand of source, that cup which is coming from the higher realms, the higher octaves. So the way to, and, and with Brigitte and the example with her son, for him to go in and go higher, for him to go up internally, this is true for all of us. When we want, to, when we want the answer to a question, Go in and go up. That is going to lead you. That is going to align you with the new reality. Because the new reality is coming in from on high. It always has. It always will. The soul is connected to source. The soul is source. <laughs> and thereby, it is the octave. It is the cup we want. It is the cup with the answers. And that cup will guide you, will lead you. It is the cup. And it's so funny how we all look, uh, guilty as charged, we all look at the cups on the ground before us and look at the frustration. The, the individual, legs crossed, arms crossed, Pouty face, frustrated, disappointed, disillusioned, not happy. <laughs> because why? Because we've been trying to get to this ideal. Because we've been trying to find our way. However, we keep looking in the wrong place. And so the Four of Cups epitomizes that which awakens, serves. It's a higher calling, a higher purpose. It's the cup coming from spirit, from source, from your soul. And what does it deliver? The star. What is in the cup? The star. <laughs> you see how they're connected, how they're intertwined, how they are the, the alpha and the omega? They're all encompassing. They're one in the same. 
and yet we've been looking at three cups that are, you know, it's like we, we're looking at the cups that are down below. It's like we're looking at the history, the experience, the, the physicality, the mentalness of things, the ego, the mind, the personality. We're looking at all of those cups and then wondering why we can't find the ideal, why we aren't experiencing the ideal. And so again, remember, at some point, the ideal is. It just becomes the new reality. Literally, figuratively, in an instant, boom. That's what happens. Um, and so you can see how, because ultimately, remember the four things, the harvest, the heal, the new reality, God's word. And the number seven is the foundation of God's word. It is the completion, it is the promise, it is the, fil- the fulfillment of it. And when you look, again, I only know this because I research. Again, the Bible was originally broken into seven sections. The last section is Revelations. <laughs> so you can't make up the things that say the word promises a revelation, an end of a way, an end of an era for the fulfillment, for the deliverance of something new. And thereby, what was received intuitively was that experience of, ah, okay, I'm so tired of myself. I'm so tired of all of this. (laughs) Like, we've done this. And, you know, in essence, we didn't master it. So like with Brigitte's son, it's okay. It happened. We didn't master it. Okay. Let us turn our energy, our focus, to our higher octave, to the ideal, to the deliverance of something. We don't need to cling to the past. We don't need to experience that. When we take our hands off the wheel and we allow ourselves to be moved, literally moved by the spirit, moved by the soul, moved by our soul source connection, moved by this higher octave of being, we have, we receive a new perspective. We literally receive the new. We are un, we are no longer enslaved. We are unencumbered. It doesn't mean that we don't receive or have value or we're just not focused on it. It's like we're not it's like we're not pounding this nail into an, a never-ending plank of wood. We let it sit so as to see what it constructs. What does it bring about? Now our focus is turned. It's turned towards the movement, towards the advancement of something. That's where all of this culminates and comes together. Um, and remember that, um, and I, and when they talked about, sorry, when they talked about all things happening slash occurring at once, so that it, it's that which transcends all that is, all that came before this moving beyond time and time space continuum, and that all things are happening slash occurring at once. And they said a constant state of being. So in other words, the ideal becomes the constant. This constant state of being is 
the ideal, is the perfected state, is where the soul and the mind and the mind ego, the heart, the person, it all is one and it's in its perfected state of being. And that becomes a constant state of being. That is the new reality. Well, when you look at, I'm going to go to hexagram seven, is about armies. And it's about leading. So it's about army and it's about, and we've had seven before. And so it's both about the army, about correct discipline, but it's also about legions. And it talks about the fact that the old ideogram for army is not as clear as some, but seems to show a rolling, waving banner or movement surging around a pivotal point. This is the character of the hexagram, of hexagram seven. Everything focused on a single center and organized around it. Remember the apex, the all-seeing eye, the capstone, the point. The same character also signifies leaders, masters, and specialists. This is the kind of quality the judgment emphasizes. The army, constancy of worthy people, harvesting souls, the constancy of worthy people, the constancy of good fortune. This is not a mistake. So hexagram seven and, and it speaks, you know, even the Bible speaks to, quote unquote, God's army in the days, in the in last days and yada, 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 God's army, the constancy of worthy people, of good fortune, of, of the ideal, of the promise. This is not a mistake. And it talks about then in this, sorry, I'm trying to bring this up a little bit, never moves as quickly as I would love it to. Um, and it talks about here that, um, that this may sound like they're talking about how there's water in the center of the earth and how it brings about this. And is it, again, is it about conflict or is it about this, this destiny, if you will? And it says, the commentary on judgment says, this poison, uh, this can poison all below heaven. The common people follow. In fact, there is good fortune, so how can it be wrong? The word poison is widely held to be a copious error, meaning that they misinterpreted. However, this writer says, I'm not so sure. When peasant armies marched in old China, the fields were left uncultivated. Harvesting, we're talking about the harvest. Here's hexagram seven. It's talking about when peasant armies marched in old China, the fields were left uncultivated. Invading armies used salt, used to salt fields to render them sterile. So they poisoned the fields because they were left unattended. With no other options, what could people do but follow? In other words, the army can imply narrowness of mind, Blink, uh, blinkered vision, narrowed vision. What is invested in a war cannot be invested elsewhere. There will be casualties. Meaning, again, if we're focused on the past, if we're focused on, on the lack, on a mental state, darkness, 
war within ourselves, outwardly with others, with whole nations or peoples, we cannot then be invested elsewhere. We have left then our fields uncultivated, unprotected. We are not awakening. We are not that which awakens and serves. We're in a lower, we're way down in the basement. And it talks about then there will be casualties. The quality of the central goal is thus crucially important. Does the end justify the means? In the overarching story of the Yijing, the Zhu conquest of the Shang, the Zhu could gather their armies and march out to create a new order only because they had heaven's, heaven's mandate to do so. So the conquest of the Yijing, the, the fool's journey, as Brigitte spoke about, is only possible because of heaven's mandate to do so. So we don't want to leave ourselves, our souls, our fields uncultivated. Because what happens? The enemy arrives and pours salt. You know, the enemy can harm our fields because they've been left uncultivated, our souls. However, when we turn to the ideal, when we stay on the path, the way, when, as the fool does in the, in the, in the tarot, as in the Yijing, the reason we can gather armies and march out to create a new way, a new order, is only because it has heaven's mandate. It is, it is the foundation of God's word, the seven. It's that simple. It's, that, it's just that clear, that simple. And so this is the culminating uh, truth is what they're saying. The culminating truth is the ideal. It is the promise. And the ideal and the promise that the ideal is the new reality. The old one perishes. It is the old one, death, decay, destruction. It dies. It goes away. Because it is not heaven's mandate to be this way. Heaven's mandate is to be the ideal. And the ideal becomes the new reality. And this is a beautiful image I want to bring up. Um, and sorry, I'm just coming back to it. So it's Turnberry Lighthouse. Um, it was photographed by a gentleman named Red McGregor. What, look at the path. Look at the, the beautifully, the elongated road, the path out to this lighthouse, this beacon, this pinnacle with source, the extraordinary, um, the extraordinariness of source illuminating, which clearly says, this way. Come this way. And an interesting thing is in the lower foreground, you see the dry grasses. You see that which, and the closer you get to source, to the illumination, to the beacon, 
Look how verdant and green and wondrous it is. And that which is further away recedes, dies, decays, is, is repurposed. It's a beautiful illustration. It's a beautiful example of everything that they're speaking of today. So I just want to end, let me end with Brigitte commenting, I can definitely feel this with time and how fast thoughts turn into reality. When this happens to me, I stop and say, thank you, Source, for the message. Exactly. Gratitude. We have always talked about how gratitude um, reinforces, delivers us in a way that strengthens our connection that brings us into a greater fulfillment and and into a greater oneness of our promise of our of our soul source destiny and so i'm really excited i i am going to continue um they really wanted me to freeform all of this today and i'm like oh, okay you know let's just let me um because again, what I'm very clear of and what I want all of you to be very clear of is all of this that we know, the way I presented everything today, writing everything down, going through the points, I'm very aware that all of this is going to go away. And we will be, as Brigitte included, we will be the fool's journey. And we will have everything we need it will be all happening at once. It will be all knowing. We will be all knowing. We'll just know. And the experience, the new, the, the, the new reality the, will be the ideal that we are that, that it is all, all one. We have it. It is not outside of us. We are not searching for it. We have not fallen away from it. We are one with it. And the radiance of that experience is like the Turnberry lighthouse image. It's just on. It's electrified. It's amplified. It's all-knowing, all-present, technicolor. It's all there. Um, and we will no longer, we will be the ideal. That is what's on offer. That's what's on, that's what's promised. Um, and so we won't need... <laughs> You know, here's all my notes. We won't need all of this because we will already be it. It'll it will be within us. It'll be instantaneous. And thereby, you know, it's very interesting. There, I'm going to leave you with this. They're giving me the example: artificial intelligence, AI. There are those that believe that AI is the future. Artificial intelligence. It's not original intelligence. It's artificial. It's what we've told it. it. It's, and yet, what does artificial intelligence do? These supercomputers, these, um, and they become sentient in a sense. Well, they can whip things out faster than humans and thereby there are those that believe that, well, see, AI will just take over for us and it's so much better than humans, than the original 
creation. And they're leaving me with the, with the um, summation, if you will, the, the, the conclusion point, which says everything that quote unquote AI represents offers, appears to offer is an artificial one. It's not the original. And the original is what they're talking about. So this instantaneous, you have everything, you don't need to write the notes down because it's all just self-contained and and the AI acts so much more than a human. Well, that will be the human, meaning but original. Source, sole source, original intelligence, not something that's, for lack of better phrasing, a hand-me-down. That's the old way. One, one could say that that's, quote-unquote, the beast. And then there's the original, which is your sole source connection. And everything that the AI can do, oh, original intelligence can do, <laughs> you know, a million plus times better. Because remember, artificial intelligence can only do what we tell it to do. It's programmed. It's not the original. So imagine being turned on, a new ideal, boom, you're turned on. You're all knowing, you're all encompassed, it's all integrated, it is the promise, it is the fulfillment. So that's where we're going. It's going to be a very, very, very interesting uh, uh, month, joy and journey to see how this harvest goes, this bridge, this harvest, um, as we, as the ideal becomes our new reality. So thank you all so much for joining. We love you so much. Thank you for being on the journey. This is very interesting. There are literally at this moment seven people watching. What a beautiful number. What a beautiful affirmation and confirmation of the overall message today, which is seven. So thank you again. We will see you next week. Thank you for joining and being with us on the journey. And we will see you then. You've been listening to Dear James Live. Gain intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions and so much more by tuning in next week and visiting DearJames.com.